Oh, wait. Oh, dang it. Sorry. Redo it. I gotta do my thing. Welcome to Podcats Radio! Yeah, it's fine. I forgot. I want to do that part because I kind of like that. Oh, I forgot to start the server as well. Uh, we can just do it now. I'll just cut the beginning. Oh, okay. Welcome to Podcast Radio. Welcome to the pack. Welcome to Podcats Radio. This is Bert and Joey, also known as The Pack. This is The Pack, Breck and Joel, Joel and Breck, Breck and Joe, Joe and Bert. And, and this is a project we've been working on for the better part of, what, three years, Three years, Bert? Yeah, three years. Getting ready, doing research, collecting information, preparing emotionally, and we're finally happy to bring you... Uh, the greatest project ever known to iTunes. Yeah. All I want to do is bring our two loves, uh, radio and things about animals. So that's what you have today. This is podcasts. Yes, this is uh, the very first ever episode of Podcasts Radio. Everything pets! All right, let's get straight into it. So we want to talk today about the pros and cons of pets. Now, I don't know about you guys... But as a millennial, a lot of my friends have pets, and a lot of them shouldn't have pets. Now, the reasons for getting pets, there are many. Oh, yeah. But we're going to talk about who should, who shouldn't, and maybe what type of pet you ought to consider, depending on where in life you are. Yeah, it's interesting. As I was brainstorming for this episode, I wrote down a few lists, a few of the cons to start off. Um, One of the most fascinating I decided was pets run fast. (laughs) And so it's like, that's a con because it's really hard to keep up. Um, so that's, they are fast. That was one of the cons I had. Um, another con for bringing up people who shouldn't have pets is they have teeth that bite. Uh, biting in pets is very difficult. So you have to be well-trained. Yeah. So a lot of people aren't willing to train their pets enough. So therefore, they should probably not be having those pets. Right. That's true. Um, so you've kind of gone for the more of the physical dangers yeah. of pets. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Physical guy. Which I get. I'm going to go a little bit more. The business side, you know me. Uh, I'm more of the business guy. Bert's more of the philosopher, the thinker. The uh, He's the he's the, the brawn. I'm the brains, we could say. But he's also more brains than I am. Um, and pets are expensive. Listen, I have a friend. Uh, he has these two huge dogs and one small dog. And they have to buy like 50 pounds of dog food a week. Um, and so that's probably more than uh, most of us spend on food for ourselves in a week. And you're yeah. spending it on dogs who, uh, by the way, don't do any of the chores around the house. So you have to think about really a cost-benefit analysis before you jump into getting a pet. Yeah, any pet. And like, here I go back to the physical side, but it goes also with the um, expenses is that you have a lot of hair that pets have. And as a human being with long hair, I also shed a lot, but not nearly as much as a pet. And to take care of that, you have to buy brushes, um, shampoo, uh, just everything pets. No, everything pets. Uh, having lived with Bert, uh, yeah, I can say that hair, it can get expensive. Uh, and at one point, our, our bathroom, one of our bathrooms in our house had to be shut down because uh, 
there was so much air. So imagine if, if there were, if, if, yeah, pets do the same thing. But, but Bert, I want to talk negative. Let's talk about the pros, man. Yeah. Here's the thing. Bertie and I, we are big pet fans. Uh, we have together over four years of pet experience. And um, it, it was all good times. There were no bad times. Our, our cat, uh, Mr. Adventure, may he rest in peace. Um, he learned and he loved living with us. We were his best friends, and he was uh, my best friend. I can't talk about you, Bert. Yeah, that's, not, that's all. That was the first pro I put on my list was companionship. Yeah, that you have that pets, that pet, um, pet owner relationship. That's unbeatable. You kind of rely on both. They rely on you a lot for food, and you rely on them for emotional support. Yeah, uh, for a lot of you out there, you're probably having a hard time. Uh, you know, finding love in life. A lot of you have no one um, because maybe you don't have a lot of charisma. Maybe you're not very handsome or beautiful. Uh, but a pet doesn't okay. know. Yeah. yeah, they don't know. They can't tell. Uh, as long as you feed them, you're good. And so for a lot of us, it's a great coping mechanism to make up for all of our other character uh, flaws. So I love that about pets. They're not judgmental. No judgment. And that's like, that goes along with my one of my favorite pros on my list, and that is that they... Uh, can play catch. That's <laughs> true. Uh, well, and I think that's one. The one thing that's nice about that is that is all pets. All pets love to play catch. Um, Fundamental thing of pet owning. Um, yeah, unlike, unlike, um, I mean, some people haven't have, don't have that father figure in their life to play catch with, but a pet can fill that void for you. It can fill the void, and um, you know. A lot of people, they get pets and it makes them prepared for the bigger challenges in life. Like if they have to take care of a person, uh, you know, a pet will prepare you for that because taking care of a pet is much more difficult than taking care of a child or uh, a, you know, a brain dead parent or something like that. <laughs> Whatever problems or, I mean, family that you might have, uh, a pet will prepare you for all those types of challenges. Yeah, but, but speaking of that, there's so many different types of pets. Yeah. So it's like, I, I think we have to go through and I've been looking at some list of animals so we can go and see what, 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 what pets will help certain types of people or what kind of, or like if they, people should have those animals as pets. All right. You know, some pets are meant for the wild, some are meant for the house. Indeed. Um, so I think one animal that I think would not make a good pet is any insect. Mostly because they're so small you can't keep track of them. Now, that include, I know what you're thinking. Does that include spiders? Yeah, that's exactly now, what I was thinking. It does not. Uh, spider's not an insect uh, that's an arachnid, uh, and I think arachnids are fine pets. Um, <clears throat> however, an insect is just not a very good pet. Uh, you don't know what to feed them. Uh, they reproduce too quickly and, and a lot of other things. I once had the, the misfortune of having a pet scorpion for the better part of a day that I caught while I was hiking, and... I tried to feed it dead flies, but it didn't eat them, and then it died. Oh, huh. So that was not a very good experience, and I blame the scorpion, not me. Yeah. So I, I do not recommend to. insects. Yeah, I completely agree. And also, so I pulled up a list on Wikipedia of just animal names, and going down the list, there's a bunch that I can tell you aren't good pets. First, badgers, uh, beavers, um, a bison, uh, all for different reasons. Badgers and beavers, they're kind of ferocious, got yeah. teeth, a badger and... 
from what I've learned, are pretty mean. Yeah. Uh, the beaver has those teeth, can eat your wall. Um, it's meant to be in the river, and a bison's just way too big. I don't know. What if, what if you have a lot of land, though, Bert? I mean, people have pet horses. People have pet cows. Why not a pet bison? Um, I think the bison is it, it's a it's a plains animal. Mm. It doesn't it shouldn't be fenced in. So I think that's the big reason. It's meant to be free. We can go admire them and go to Yellowstone or Antelope Island and go see them in person. Those are places. Antelope Island is a place in Utah that has bison. It's an island inside the Great Salt Lake and Yellowstone, world famous. Yeah. For those of you internationally, <clears throat> you'll recognize Yellowstone, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think the the official bison catchphrase is live free or die. Yeah. And I think we, we really need to respect that. Bert, I want to talk about one pet that you and I both saw a man uh, accompanied by this pet. I don't think it's a very good pet. But it was an iguana. Back in Nam, there was a dude hanging out on the street with a big iguana standing next to him. And I remember being very, very nervous because it's like a basically looked like a Komodo dragon yeah. just sitting next to the sidewalk. What is your take on giant reptiles as pets? Um, one, it's a wow factor. If you have a giant reptile wrapped around your neck, whether it be snake, lizard, Komodo dragon, it just it's gonna wow the people. Note but, to all the single boys out there, if you've got a puppy of some kind and it's just not sealing the deal with the ladies, consider an iguana for the wow factor. But with the wow factor, you also have the danger factor. Reptiles aren't cuddly. And so that's why you get the wow, but you don't get the cuddliness of a, or the longevity of cuteness that you get from, let's say, puppy. But my thing is, if you're more of an isolated loner type, go for the reptile. It fits that mold. You can still play with it. It's, you feel kind of edgy. It can be your closest friend. It's not going to run away too fast. Um, but for the average human being, don't go for the big reptiles. Yeah, not a, not a beginner's pet, that's for sure. What do you think is the worst possible pet for a pet beginner? A pet beginner? Um, I think there's a couple. One, crocodile. Yeah, I think that's... Well, yeah. mostly because... <laughs> Dead or alive? Huh? Dead or alive? Crocodile? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to be having a dead crocodile as a pet. Right. But crocodile, even if they're small and they bite you and they're little, that's okay. But those big, those things grow very large, uncontrollable. And plus, when you're leaving, you always say, see you later, crocodile. <laughs> it's kind of awkward, I think. Yeah. But So that's one... And then the other one I was thinking also was a duck, um, mostly because I think ducks are, sorry all you duck lovers out there, I'm kind of annoying, and they quack a lot, and I don't know, it's just a lot of work. Yeah. What do you say is the best type of pet? Well, just, just to add on to that duck, oh, thing, duck uh, thing, for those of you who don't know too much about the duck reproductive system... Uh, ducks, in fact, it. ducks, in fact, have corkscrew-shaped penises, spoiler alert, um, which have evolved in a response to the female duck's corkscrew-shaped vagina, which is developed to ward off rapey male ducks. Uh, not great examples for kids. Don't recommend having a duck, or especially a pair of ducks, if you have children and want them to uh, you know, have a bright future with, with good morals and things like that. What was your question, Bert? I was thinking, so we talked, so those are my two that I think that no way we should have those as pets. Um, as long as we can, 
and a lot of people bring in animals. But what do you think is more of like for the average person a great pet? But not like I don't want a dog or cat answer, Joe. I want kind of thinking outside the box that most people aren't thinking about that you can use your expertise to to help all of our listeners worldwide. Yeah, I think we can go. I, I would recommend before you jump into the full-on animal world, consider a Venus flytrap. Now, let me explain why. Venus flytrap uh, is a plant. Uh, so it doesn't have a brain, and so if it dies on your watch, you cannot go to prison, which is a huge benefit. Uh, and the Venus flytrap, it does catch flies. So it's similar to a lot of predatorial animals in that way. Uh, it really gives you that really badass factor. Like if you carry, if you're walking around, you got a Venus flytrap hanging out of your backpack. You know, it's going to give you that wow factor that a iguana brings or that a, a saber-toothed tiger or one of these other aggressive pets brings. Uh, but you're also, you can't really kill it because it's not really a, a sentient being. It's just a plant. So I think the Venus flytrap is a good place to start if you live in a sunny enough climate. I've actually heard the Venus flytrap is the training wheels of the pet kingdom. Yeah. Of the pet uh, life. Yeah. Go to any pet store and that's what they'll tell you. Um, and, you know, I think you can't go wrong with the classic goldfish. Um, I was just going to bring up fish as yeah, like a great pet. Great pet. They don't take up a lot of space. They usually don't smell. Um, they're cheap. Um, and they're healthy for any diet. Um, and if, 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 you know, if you can't handle raising your fish, if you flush it down the toilet, uh, it's actually just fine. We've seen Finding Nemo. We know that all drains lead to the ocean. And that's about all I have to say about fish. I agree. I think fish are most underrated animal for pet. Or I guess it counts as animal. Yeah. Most underrated. And plus, there's nothing cooler than walking into the house and see a cool giant fish tank. Yeah. With like a few exotic fish, a few normal fish. Yeah. That's how I categorize them in those two categories. Yeah. I'd start, with, I'd start with your freshwater fish. Uh, and then as you get to a more advanced degree, you know, go to the saltwater um, and then one thing that I think is going to start being very popular soon is jellyfish. Uh, very, very visually appealing animal to have. No idea if it's difficult to raise. No idea how much they cost, but can't be that much. They don't have brains. Uh, I don't know if that's true either. Who's to say? Who's to no. say? That is, science hasn't figured that one out yet. Yeah. Cool. I love that. We're happy to move on now. Um, we have a very interesting segment that I think uh, all of our listeners are really going to love. Um, this segment is called Phone a Friend. This is uh, our, um, our favorite segment of ours. This is Phone a Friend. Uh, what we do on this segment, we will call uh, one of our friends or acquaintances, most likely acquaintances, um, uh, they do not know that we're calling, and we're going to ask them a few questions about pets, about uh, their relation, their pets, what they think about pets, what they think that other people should know about pets. Uh, and today we are giving a call to a, a good friend of ours, Tessa, uh, who loves pets so much, she's gotten to the trouble of uh, calling herself dog lover on many uh, social media platforms, I believe. 
That's yeah. all right. Yeah, it's true. And all right. Yeah. So she's going to bring you for a call. Hopefully she answers the first time. There's always that risk of if she's going to answer or not, but we will call multiple times. We're not scared to do that. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Let's give Tessa a call and see what she has to say. Let's try from Bert's phone. Okay, Tessa. Here we go. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Eight zero one nine one three three eight six is not available. Hey, Tessa, Bert and Joe here. Hey, um, Tessa. From Podcasts Radio. You're on the air. Uh, sorry you missed our call. Opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, but maybe you'll... Well, give us a call back. Good night. <laughs> Let's try a, a, a different acquaintance. This one, uh, an acquaintance named Ty. Big pet fan. Wow. <laughs> is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey, Ty, uh, Burton Joe here. Um calling to give you a big opportunity. Um unfortunately you missed it, so we will I maybe see you at some point. Bye. Everything pets. Everything pets. Good night. Okay. Third time's the charm. Now we're going to be calling our friend Brian. See what he has to say about pets. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Brian, welcome to Podcast Radio. You're here with Bert and Joe. How are you doing today? <laughs> doing so good. How are you guys? Doing, doing well. You're live on the air, Brian. Opportunity of a lifetime, man. You're right. Yeah. Um, I'm starstruck. I don't know what to say. Well, we, there's a segment. It's called Phone a Friend. And so we, get a, we call random friends and we ask them a question about pets. And so we thought you'd be a perfect... Uh, person for this job. Of course, of course. All right, so Brian, we've got we've got a, a question for you, and, and you can take this any direction you want. Very open ended. Um, in your opinion, why are pets so emotional? Why are they so emotional? Yes. They're so needy, man. That's true. And they're wild animals, and they've lost all their instincts because they depend upon us. And so, you know, they've just really lost their wild edge. 
Oh, interesting. Wow. So, follow-up question. Are you pro-pet? Or are you... Con- are you pro-pet. You are pro-pet. Very pro-pet, but I'm just saying they lost their wild animals. Okay. Wow. That's a good, that's a good so take on it. Now, how do you reconcile kind of um, being both pro-pet, but also being, uh, you know, feeling that we have taken their independence? How do you how do you balance that out? Well, I just kind of ignore it, I guess. Smart, good advice. Just kind of ignore the cognitive dissonance you got to go through. Very, very Thomas Jefferson during the era of slavery of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess you could put it like that. Very nice. Very good. Uh, and if if you had to have any pet, if, if a pet were to be delivered to your house tonight, what pet would you choose? Oh, no contest, a raccoon. A raccoon. Okay. Oh, interesting. <laughs> a raccoon. Earlier in the segment, we talked about badgers and beavers not being good pets. Cousins of the raccoon. Yeah. Yeah, cousins of the raccoon. Yeah. So can you uh, give us your 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 own uh, your own pro list of why a raccoon would be a good pet? You know, they're really good, like, little old-timey burglars. Mm. So you can train it. If you need to steal trinkets or snacks, they'd be great at that. They've got their disposable thumbs, uh, which makes them perfect for you know, any sort of thievery. Which, you know, that's kind of the first uh, um, attribute I look for in a pet, truly, is their utility to me. Uh, and in my line of work, I find that that, you know, comes in handy. Wow. Indeed. Brian, that's great insight. A raccoon is not something I would have ever thought of, but uh, I tell you what, I'm thinking about it now. (laughs) Thanks for your insights, Brian. Hey, no problem. Thanks for joining us on the show, and we'll be talking to you again soon. Yeah, and make sure you send make make sure you send your address to tweet your address at Podcast Radio, a a direct message. We can send you a little gift for being on the show. Yeah. Ah, wonderful. At Podcast Radio. Yeah, Podcast Radio. Podcats Radio, yeah. Yeah, P-A-W-B-C-A-T-S, at Podcats. Oh, very good, very good. Cool. Your podcast on iTunes? We're getting there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, thanks for your input. Hey, thank you. Talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, we went through three people, but I think we called the right guy. You know, that was unexpected, I have to say. I did not think Raccoon was going to be uh, anywhere near the top of anyone's list. Yeah, that is good points, though. You know, I think what he said, pet needs to have some kind of utility. A lot of us overlook that, and we just look for cuteness. Yeah. Um, uh, but utility is a good point. And in my line of work, I think the best pet for me would be a snake. Whoa. I'll tell you why. After the reptile talk we had, huh? Here he comes. Here I, yeah, I think a snake would be great. I, I work in a business, and it's just very cutthroat, you know, very competitive race to the top and I think a snake would be beneficial because I could release it in the office and it would one by one kill off my superiors and uh, help me get to the top of that corporate ladder wow that's really dark <laughs> Everything let's pets. go back to what We're Brian said um, <laughs> sorry to cut you off there Joe but... no it's a good idea but um, I just one thing I find fascinating as we talk to people about pets is at first, I thought Brian was going to be very anti-pet with the way he was talking about training, like the training and bringing them out of the wild and having to lose their instincts. But it's good to see someone who sees both sides of the of the argument. Yeah. That yet, we bring these animals in, we domesticate them, and they lost this instinct. But at the same time, they're getting a lot of other 
uses out of being domesticated. They get a warm place to sleep, usually. Keep your pets inside, not outside in the cold. Um, and also, yeah, they're able to find a new life. It's kind of fascinating. Yeah. I think we could probably draw some comparisons between what we do to pets and, and what modern, uh, modern industrial life has done to humans. I mean, same thing. We have a warm place to sleep. Um, you know, we have food pretty much all the time for most of us. Uh, we're pretty comfortable, uh, but we're no longer wild. Most of us, if we were sent off into the wild, we wouldn't survive more than uh, two, three hours. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bert would probably survive a bit longer um, because I carry snacks. He carries snacks. He's prepared, um, and I would survive for a very long time because I am an Eagle Scout. Legally obligated to survive. Uh, so that has been our segment, Phone a Friend, uh, and we hope you have enjoyed and learned with us today. Animals through the phone. Animals through the phone. Sorry, that's just a. That's one of our jams right there. Uh, today's episode has been brought to you uh, by Petco. Uh, Petco is your one-stop shop for all things pets, for, or we could say for everything pets. Uh, Petco has food, it has shelter, it has water, it has the pets themselves, it has everything you need to get started uh, or to up your pet game and take it to the next level. Yeah, and mention our podcast to get... 0% off because we're not really, <laughs> we're not, we don't have a sponsorship yet, but we're just really proud of the work they're doing and the things out there. So keep it up, Petco. We're on your team. We're on, we're, we're on Team Petco. So now we're going to, so we decided for our show, we want to not not only just talk about pets, pros and cons, we want to get in the emotional side of it because we know, as we talked to Brian, pets are emotional and we get very emotional talking about them. So this one's called... Tender pet moment of the week. Um, so the segment today, me and Joe brainstormed, and with all of our pet experience, those few years of our cat, Mr. Adventure, we just wanted to share a tender moment about him. First of all, a little background. He was When we got him, he was really old. Uh, 17 human years. 17 human uh, years. Uh, which in cat years, is um, it's quite old. And so... Uh, let's see, how, how, how many exactly do you think that is? 17 you know? human years is, is 85 cat years. So that's when we got him, was At 85. 85. And so he was already well-trained, uh, not, not well-trained, he's had a kind of a, he was towards the end of his life, and we kind of just took him in, kind of like almost cat hospice, you can say. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. But, um, so we got to love him, he actually passed away not long ago, there's a tribute video for him, if you want to look at it. We'll put the link in the file. description of this, uh, this podcast. Yeah. Um, so he rest in peace. Yeah, so we just want to share a, a tender moment about him. So he was old. He didn't have as much jump in his step, but one day he uh, he he found that he found that adventure once again. That's true. Um, we were at, at our house after a you know long day of school and work and whatever else we were doing in those days. This was back in the college era, living at the Mammoth Grammary, and. And Mr. Adventure was, you know, perusing around the house, just having a look around, just strutting around. Very handsome cat. If you haven't, if you never had the pleasure of meeting Mr. Adventure, very handsome, regal cat. Also has an, he has his own Instagram. You can check it out. We'll also put the link in the bio. Yeah. Um, so he was walking around near a table 
uh, and there were chairs around this table. Uh, and he wasn't really a fast mover. We never expected anything athletic from Mr. Adventure. He didn't have the cat-like reflexes we often associate with cats. Um, but Mr. Adventure, um, he mustered up some little memory of his past, and to our great surprise and delight, he sprang up onto a chair. But he didn't stop there. Yeah. So we did, so we jumped on the chair, and we're just happy to see that he, I don't know, like found that youth again. But then out of nowhere, he took one more leap up and was on top of the table. So a lot of times, people, when their animals are on the table, they can get upset. But we were so excited to see him have some spry that we just let him stay there. And hence, that's actually where he got his name. Um, he was first known as Oliver for 17 years of his life. 85 years in, in his eyes. Cat, yeah, cat, cat years. And we, that moment on, we thought this is a new cat. So we gave him, no, he earned actually the name Mr. Adventure. And so that was, our, that's our tender moment of the day. And if we can draw from that, no matter how down we are, or how old we feel, we can always muster up a little more strength to get up on top of that table. Well said, Bert. And I think it's important that we always remember to show our love and affection for those we care about most because they could die at any moment. And we want to make sure that our last memories of them are positive ones where we were really valuing their their greatest achievements, their greatest characteristics, as we did with Mr. Adventure jumping up onto a table. His finest moment, his finest achievement, and that's how we will remember him forever. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening to that story. Um, now we're going to change the mood. We're going to go into our <coughs> woo, best podcast. So it's going to be our podcast cool cat of the week. So that's our transition. Um, so this week we have a special cat. We scour the internet to find who we're going to be featuring today. We're bringing you the best cats. Uh, every week, uh, straight to your podcast app. Yeah, so we... Um, this year, this year, this week's and first uh, podcast cool cat of the week is Mr. Waffles from Seattle, Washington. Um, he was he's about a year old, and if you want to check out his Instagram, uh, it's called Lego dot my waffles um, at Instagram, and that's Lego with two G's. Two G's. G -G we'll also put a link in the bio for every. We'll actually we will get our Instagram together. And we're gonna feature these cats yeah. every week, but he enjoys being on ovens, playing with toys. He has a he has this funny little smile he does, and it's one of the reasons we chose him as our cool cat of the week. Yeah, he he reminds me a bit of our cat Bert. Um, you know, he's got the same color. He's got kind of a sassy attitude that oh, he knows what's going on. You know, this is his world. And we're all just living here, and that's why we like uh, Mr. Waffles. Yeah. We love that we love cats and any animal with Mister as part of their name, yeah. especially cats. And it just suits them. Yeah, and one reason I'm glad I just saw this in his tagline of his Instagram. It says, "One cool cat living a smoosh life in Seattle." So it's fitting that he is our first cool cat. Give him a wink. Give him a like. Give him a follow, uh, and he, he'll he'll follow you back. All right, that's all from us here at Podcats Radio. Everything pets! We hope you've enjoyed this first episode. The next one will be coming out a week from today. 
if you have any specific topics that you'd like to hear about, if you have any questions about pets or pet culture, um, pet folklore, send them our way. Uh, you can send them via Twitter, via Instagram, once we have a, an Instagram page, um, or you can find us, uh, find us on pages. Facebook, the Yellow Pages. We're there. We'd be happy to hear from you, our fans, our motivation for doing this. Yeah, and remember that is podcasts. So P A W D C A T S, podcasts. Um, yeah, you can find us. I think we're the only podcasts there in on on the interweb. So yeah, tune in. Um, yeah, we're, we're gonna have a lot of creativity, we have a lot of segments, a lot of passion for this, and we're just ready to get in there. And, and just talk about pets. <laughs> we love them. Indeed. I want to leave you with a pet quote uh, of the week, something that will carry you over until our next episode. Um, so um, something I learned in business school from uh, Professor, um, not Professor, uh, from the late, great Adam Smith, uh, the father of economics, uh, invented the idea of the invisible hand. Um, he said, the invisible hand dictates everything in the economy but it cannot dictate anything in the pet world. Dang, that's sweet. Remember, no invisible hand can pet a pet. Indeed. Pet your pets, give them attention, give them love. This has been Bert and Joel signing off from Podcats Radio. Everything pets! <laughs>